Along with the previously announced 2021 economic policy direction, Deputy Prime Minister Hong Nang-gi said yesterday, employment insurance coverage will expand to include workers of 14 special employment types, as well as platform workers. He also mentioned the government will eliminate any blind spots to the current policy through changing the subscription conditions to income instead of working hours by the year 2023. The government also announced that they will implement the uh, or National Employment Support System, roughly translated to English, starting on January. So to hear about these new policy changes and the implications, we're pleased to be joined from the Department of Public Administration at Yonsei University, Professor Choi Young-jun. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Professor Choi. First of all, uh, what does it mean uh, when you change the employment insurance subscription condition to income instead of current working hours? And what are the expected effects of this change? Okay, uh, let me briefly explain what that means first. Uh, The minimum eligibility of the employment insurance is you need to work at least 60 hours with one employer. But as you see nowadays, an increasing number of people have more than one job or have multiple employers. Even you are not sure whether you are an employee or self-employed. So uh, the change in requirement from working hours to uh, income means the insurance system uh, could cover more workers, particularly special forms of employment, because the new system would not ask you how many employers or jobs you have, Mm -hmm. but only ask how much you earn. Another announcement from the Labor Ministry earlier this month was that industrial insurance coverage will expand to the workers in the so-called special and the platform sectors. So that would include people who could be uh, animators, cartoonists, uh, musicians, even the delivery workers that are contracting with these uh, apps, these mobility apps. So why has it been difficult for them to be covered under the current industrial insurance scheme? Well, there are many reasons, but I think the most important reason is their working status. Uh, Industrial insurance, uh, industrial accident insurance can cover employees' risk in a workplace, but the question is whether they are employees or the self-employed. For example, Uber drivers, are they employees receiving the order from the company or the self-employed workers using their own car? I mean, this is a very tricky question. Mm. Uh, I think that's the one reason. Uh, the second, their workplace is not very apparent compared to the traditional workers. Sometimes it is hard to prove whether the accident is caused by work or not. Uh, even some have multiple jobs or employers, so uh, it's very difficult to identify you know, where the accident comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it is even more difficult to prove work-relatedness. Uh, so... I think these are the general reasons, but also the hidden reason probably is in Korean society, uh, always economic growth is more important than protecting workers. Right. Will this policy then, in your view, effectively remove the blind spots from the current system? Well, the, uh, in principle, yes, uh, it could. Uh, but as you know, the, uh, the devil's in the details. Um, the, without the details regarding how to protect, provide the benefits, I think it would uh, fail to remove the blind spot of the system. Uh, For example, uh, whether you could effectively measure the income level of these workers, like Mm. platform workers and freelancers, and what if they refuse to pay the contribution because they're mostly the uh, low-income workers? Uh, And who is responsible for proving the accident is work-related? So I think the government has many crucial questions ahead. 
Now, going back to what I just mentioned with the Kumin uh, Chiop or National Employment Support System, uh, it's going to be launched next month. It's set to be, at least, uh, which is expected to be some kind of uh, unemployment assistance system uh, here in Korea, which will provide both job search function assistance as well as um, support, living support. What are your thoughts on this policy? Do you think it could be effective to helping those in need who are just looking for a job? Um, yeah, uh, it is, as you said, it, it's kind of uh, unemployment assistance uh, in Europe, uh, European countries. But the key difference from the European system is it provides a plus, uh, plus benefit, uh, like 500,000 won to low-income uh, workers. Uh, it will be uh, certainly helpful for low-income unemployed people who are not eligible for the employment insurance benefit. Um, but however, the eligibility is still quite strict and the benefit level is quite low and only for the six months as well. Um, would it be effective enough? Um, I, I do not know yet, but it really depends on whether you could provide a quality of, you know, high quality job training and also whether there are enough jobs for them in the labor market, because I think the Korean people still, they're working quite hard. <laughs> they're not very lazy. Mm. So, uh, you know, even if they want to get a job, if there's no job in the labor market, then I think they cannot really get a job. So, um, but the problem is, they, you know, as you can see, the market is not very promising, and uh, providing good job training is increasingly difficult. So uh, we need to wait and see. You made the important point that uh, people here work hard. It's just if there are jobs to get, they will try to get those jobs. But if there's no jobs, it's difficult. But also you also mentioned how uh, the focus has been so much on economic growth uh, through the 60s and 70s industrial period and uh, the Park Jung-hee, kind of everybody mobilizing together. And often working conditions have been overlooked. We've seen a rise of prominence for uh, labor unions, but although they've been sort of painted in a negative light sometimes. But the question is how Korea stands right now with workers' rights compared to the rest of the world. The labor minister, Lee Jae-gap, says the labor's nation environment has taken a step closer to the ILO core conventions um, with these recent announcements as well. Could you give your analysis overall on Korea's working environment compared to, let's say, a more advanced countries? Well, I'd like to give some credit to the government and labor minister. Uh, they work very hard to improve the situation, and such as better employment insurance, industrial accident insurance, and also uh, introducing better working conditions like uh, you know reducing working hours and so on. Uh, but as you also see, the Korea is still quite notorious for high industrial accidents and even the death. And in this year alone, the 16 Korea workers are dead due to overwork. Um, but I think it, it is a still long way to go. Um, I think this is not only, but you know, the the increasing kind of pressure on workers. This is not only the Korean story, but Western countries, European countries are also very much struggling nowadays yeah. uh, because of uh, increasing our typical workers and platform workers. But it's, uh, I mean, the Korea is a long way to go. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, a long way to go. Then uh, what would be your outlook, finally, uh, with the current government's welfare policies in regards to these employment issues? As you say, even um, Western countries are struggling with this polarization and and the fact that lower-income workers are really, really struggling right now. Uh, How can we see, hopefully can we see, some improvements in the quality of life uh, for those uh, lower-income workers? Um, yes, I, I, I think the, uh, we would see the, some improvement in the near future. Um, 
But fundamentally, the system we have, like uh, you know, social insurance, employment insurance, all these systems, uh, is a still very much a 20th century one. Uh, social insurance and labor standard act are all based on traditional industrial societies where the males uh, work full time as breadwinner. But I'm unsure whether this system would work well in digital capitalism, uh, increasingly free laborers and platform workers and the multiple jobs. So um, you cannot really reverse the trend of flexibilizing the labor market with the uh, increasing number of freelancers and typical workers. So that's why, uh, on the one hand, we, we need to strengthen the existing system. But on the other hand, we also need to think about uh, new systems, such as like basic income. Yeah. And uh, if, uh, as the kind of broad generalization, if the robots take over all the jobs, what are we going to do with yeah. all these people and all this productivity with goods and services? Somebody's got to purchase them. So you're going to need some kind of scheme like a UBI uh, to yeah. help these uh, people out. It's a paradigm shift from agrarian society to industrial revolution and uh, machinery. Uh, that was a big change. And obviously, we're seeing a very similar uh, big change right now as we transition to digital. Professor Tre, uh, thank you very much for your insights. Uh, really appreciate you for uh, joining us on these uh, topics. And uh, we wish you the best of luck and hopefully uh, talk to you again soon. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.